0: All right, waypoint number two. My name is Alex Davisar, and My goal is to share with you the perspectives of college students and graduates who have taken unconventional paths in hopes of reaching their dreams. We'll talk about what these people are doing and we'll also share some ideas on how you can take your own unconventional path to achieve what you want most in life. Today, Tommy Hillier and Kyan McKinney joined the show. The duo took part in organizing the first ever Launchpad OSU event where over 100 students had the opportunity to build and pitch their own businesses. Now, Kai and Tommy are working to build Helm, a challenge-based hiring platform designed to match college hires and businesses more appropriately, without the resume. Without further ado, please welcome Tommy and Kai. All right, you guys ready to go? Yeah. Absolutely, Let's see for sure. All right, so Kyle McKinney, Tommy Hillier, welcome on. So excited to have you guys on. Yeah. I also know you guys are very busy building Helm, so a lot going on there. Um, but yeah, great to have you guys on. Yeah. It's great to be on. Yeah, this is exciting. What yeah. you're doing with like this? I Absolutely. It. I'm very excited about it. But um, I kind of want to start with how you guys got into entrepreneurship, because I know you were working with Launchpad last year. There was a ton going on. Um, you know, was this something that was always a part of your childhood, innovating, um, you know, doing things more of that nature? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Do you want to start? And I think I can sort of talk to both of us. Um, there are definitely family roots. So, um, my dad uh was an entrepreneur and and my mom had like this entrepreneurial mindset. So she worked in, in corporate, but she like immigrated to to the United States, which is something that I, I like to attribute to like, you know, just if you're not happy with something, doing something about it to get it done. Because um, that's what entrepreneurship's about, right? It's about solving problems. And in this case, it was like, you know, political tension. My well, mom wanted to get out of the place she was. So she she got to the United States. My dad wanted to do something that more aligned to his interests and he started a company. Um, and so that, that entire idea of entrepreneurship has always kind of been like, like the status quo for, for how I've, Tended to think about the world. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Uh, Second that um, my roots definitely attribute a lot to um, my entrepreneurial my journey, I guess. Um, My my dad himself is an entrepreneur. Uh, My mom has background in doing stuff like that. My my grandpa of my mom, my mom's dad, um, had to work his way out of the bottom um, where he was. And so that kind of drive and that motivation, that, um, persistence is rooted in a lot of what my family is values. Um, so growing up in my family, that's a lot of what was driven into me. Um, and, uh, I was told that, you know, this is what you're going to do. This is like, this is a direction that is better because uh, you have more opportunity, more freedom to do the things you want. Uh, and I, I wanted to go for that. So that's that's kind of what brought direction to my life early on yeah
0: and i find that so interesting because i like sometimes you see families and they struggle starting their own businesses so that kid mm-hmm. will maybe be like not necessarily wanting to be an entrepreneur but it seems like you guys came from a background where you know it really helped advance the family and move you guys forward and so that's why you have such a positive view for it yeah. absolutely and yeah.
1: to add to that too you know there's often this um, dichotomy that's drawn between like entrepreneurship and standard you know, corporate work. And I don't know if that's that necessarily holds water all the time. Um, but like in the case of my family, um, I grew up in a in a small town in Wisconsin and the entire industry there was paper. Um, and if we you know anything about paper in the last like decade or two, it's really diminished. Now we've got electronic stuff and, um, and there's really less of a need for paper based products. In fact, there's like, a conscious drive away from it. Um, and that meant that like a lot of the families that I went to school with, a lot of the people that lived in my city, um, their parents were bought into this, this paper economy and, and that just started them I mean, literally going up in flames. Right? Um, and, um, and we saw a lot of suffering, you know, we saw people that, um, this time and again, got like screwed over by, you know, bad upper management, um, and, you know, like, they were in it for the benefits. The benefits got taken away. They got laid off. And it just, it's like there's this vicious cycle. Um, and that just kind of showed me as a kid, like, you know, you can't really put your trust into the big system because that's not insured. You know, mm-hmm. like, that's something that could, that could crumble. And that's what I saw when I was a kid. But
0: I have like- to I think what's interesting too with you guys is that you're both very good students, work very hard in school, but at the same time, a big focus of what you do outside of the classroom is geared towards improving education, whether that's through you know, the Launchpad program in your home. So what is it you guys see uh, could be improved with how students in college learn and how they go into the workforce?
1: Yeah, so um, one thing that I think is somewhat flawed about college. Is that it, it promises you that it's it's built, it, they're trying to direct it towards preparing you for a career, um, which is fine. That, that's, that's a good mentality because that's what most people want to do when they go to college. But college is a very expensive way to get ready for a career. Um, so the mentality that I have and that I could probably attest to is that I'm coming to college here to expand my mindset. Um, to challenge the way I think and to gain a new way of thinking um, by taking a major that might be a little bit uh, abstract, something that I, I don't know. Astrophysics, yeah. <laughs> right, astrophysics. Mm-hmm. I actually did switch into math, which is a little bit. Ooh, of a okay. Um, <laughs> but still abstract. Still abstract. <laughs> and I, I think there's value in it because, um, in my opinion, trade schools are better suited to get you ready for a career or an apprenticeship program. Uh, Because they're direct and they get exactly they give you the skills that you exactly need for the workforce currently Uh, College is it will never be able to catch up to knowing every single thing that needs to be uh, learned for the current workforce uh, especially in these fast-growing disciplines like computer science and data analytics and a lot of those Uh, There are new methods coming out every day and companies are adjusting to that. So my opinion is that college is still very valuable, but it should not be taken as a, an opportunity to um, get a job. It shouldn't be looked as this college will get me a job here. It should more be looked as this is going to help me expand my mindset, grow my skills, understand myself better so that I'm ready for the workforce later. Um, but getting ready for the workforce is a different, is a whole different uh, deal. Mm-hmm. I think college and the education system here is just to let you try things and expand your mindset and try something new, um, and explore. That's to me, that's what the college system should be more built for. And I personally have tried to build my own path doing that. Um, and I wish the college would be a little bit more supportive of that pathway uh, Mm -hmm. than it is. Yeah, I mean, a hundred percent aligned. This is something we talk a lot about. My major is in industrial design. Um, and industrial design is all about solving problems. You know, that's, you know, it's, it's not about, um, you know, what you might think of when you think of design. It's really just about like, okay, we we need to know who's at stake and we need to know how to make the world or whatever experience or whatever product better for them. Um, and a great example of what Tommy was just talking about um, is our co-founder, Brad, Um so Brad used to be a computer science major, he's our technical co-founder, um, and he's basically been in charge of building the entire platform. Um, but right now he's a history major. Really? He's a history major. Yeah. Wow. I know, right? Um, and what, we, what he came, uh, came to realize is that he was learning so fast by doing, by actually building Helen, um, that the classes he was taking was just kind of dead weight. Um, wow. And and he also came to the realization that, like, you know, the second you, you graduate with a CSE degree, your degree's stale because there's new technology, there's mm-hmm. new languages, mm-hmm. um, or there's maybe a language that, like, wasn't popular before that's now super widely used. And it's about how you think. It's not about what you can do. Um, I mean, that's important, too. But if you're really good at, like, COBOL, um, I don't know. Like, the, COBOL was something, like, in the 80s that was used for, like, banking and stuff like that it's, it's really sort of rudimentary um, you would have had a really good time on Wall Street in the 80s mm-hmm. um, like think not a DiCaprio but like a computer science engineer <laughs> um, but you know that's completely like no one uses coal anymore
0: you know um, it's all about how you learn and how you think definitely and so you guys touch upon this idea of college is more of a way to open and expand your mindset mm-hmm. so to prepare more for a career, if you don't quite know what it is you want to do, what do you guys think the best way to you know build that skill set is? Sure, so um, one thing I like to think about
1: is, okay, you need a skill set and then you need a way of applying it. Um, so if you don't know your skill set, learn a way to apply it, whatever that is, right? So to me, a lot of what business school is, is learning how to apply. It's like, you know how to sell. Um, you know if if you're like marketing or something like that Um, and at that point like you can sell for someone else Um, but if you don't have a skill set to sell then the selling is only sort of tangential right like it's not like you need a core um, skill set to be able to sell Mm -hmm. Um, but nonetheless that's a really valuable skill Um, it's a complementary skill and I think uh, um, approaching college if you're not 100% sure what you want to do um Google and MIT actually have this really well figured out. So MIT um has a program where basically like you can switch majors as much as you want. Don't don't quote me on this. Um but I think it's it's pretty flexible. It's like basically the understanding is that if you get in you're probably, you know, academically um in a pretty good place, experiment with it. You know, find something you really are passionate about doing, um, and don't be afraid to pursue that. And we're not going to punish you by making you take extra years or extra GEs, et cetera, et cetera. We're, we're going to allow you to explore that with the assumption that at the end of four years, you've built your skill set because you're responsible for it. Um, and Google's the same way. It's like when they hire you on, um, you get a full year to to go around from project to project and department to department. Department um, to see if you can find something that really aligns with your interests and, and your strengths, um, and I think that's a great way. I mean, to discover your strengths is just by being able to, you know, by by having that freedom. Yeah, I think I think the current system, the way it's set up, is it, it's kind of hard to tell someone that you don't know what you're, gonna major in when you're going to major when you go to college. Right. Um, it's a lot easier, at, like your graduation party, someone comes up to you and says, "What are you majoring in?" I, um, when you say business or finance or you're going into uh, something that's pretty typical or you go into medical or something right um, it's easier to say that because then the conversation is pretty much you know where it's going to go right yeah but if they if they, you're like i don't know i'm going to see they're like oh okay and so there's it seems to be this weird like ex- expectation that you have to know exactly what you want to do going into college and that's i think the wrong mindset is that college is more actually the place where you do learn how um, what you want to do i mean my situation where i came in as a finance major uh, did that for about one sem- semester switched to astrophysics and switched to economics and physics and then switched to physics and then i went back to math um that whole journey probably two years of that um was really important for me because i learned a lot about what i wanted to do um Going in, I was very confident that I wanted to be a finance major. Mm-hmm. I was almost certain. Um, and then when I switched to physics, I was also very certain that I wanted to be a physics mm-hmm. major. Uh, each time, I'm, I'm very confident. But I've learned each time I switch, I've learned something new about how I work and the skill sets I have um, and how it, it better aligns with math now. Obviously, I mean, still might switch. But at this point, I'm pretty confident. Um, and that ability to jump around, it looks like when someone asks you how many times you switch majors. It's not really a, it's not a great thing to be able to do. But I think that's actually what everyone should expect to do when you go to college is expect to move around, expect to try things um, that you never tried before. Uh, and there's also a part of this, you can do so much in the classroom. Um, you can only do so much because the classes are pretty structured. You're going to do a whole semester of it. So you can't switch too often. You only really switch every semester. And, um but learning by doing like we were talking about before um, that I attribute a lot of uh, my understanding of my skills and everything anything to doing stuff outside of the classroom um, working on helm working on any side project whether it's a business or not uh, working on something that you, you find um, internal motivation and passion for or without the need for um, classroom or structure. You can do it on your own chord. I, I, I think there's value in that because you learn a lot more. Uh, you learn differently. It's learning by doing earth than learning by listening. and um, It definitely helps direct your career and directs your um, college degree too just as much. They, they work hand in hand uh, because eventually your college degree will inform how you uh, do stuff in the real world but doing stuff in the real world while you're in college informs what your college will be. Yeah. So it goes back and forth and I think I that's why I'm a proponent of doing more of a part-time education. Right now I'm basically taking 12 credit hours um, uh, technically and one of the classes is independent study for Helm so you could technically say I'm taking 10 and uh, I'm doing that because I, I I know I have a lot of time to to Helm and I, I would like to keep those balanced because I know I'm gonna learn a lot from Helm but I'm also gonna learn a lot from school but i
0: need to have both mm-hmm. i need to find balance so yeah. yeah not to sidetrack too much um but i did notice a bit of a theme because you have for Launchpad, um it's you know very much rocket ship based and then you have helm <laughs> and there's a lot of rocket ship <laughs> um based design so yeah. do you think some of that comes from that astrophysics background <laughs> i think uh we yeah have a general appreciation for
1: exploring space <laughs> yeah. uh, i think it is a theme we originally, how it was originally, like obviously from the name, it, it was all about boats, um, <laughs> sailing, and that's where our original agreement was in <laughs> direction. But we well, they're spaceships. Yeah, right, but now so they're spaceships. There you go. <laughs> We're taking the next level. The and technically, yes, space is international waters. I think so. Is it? I think so. Technically, so, right now it is. Yeah, know, based on the Martians. So I mean, yeah, there is alignment there. It's, yeah. it's 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 strained, but it's the yeah, well, to that point, the the idea behind space exploration, the idea of going beyond and pushing yourself to a new frontier, uh, I think in both Launchpad and in Helm, those are aligned missions uh, to our branding. So it it works for both scenarios, I'd say. It's that idea of exploring,
0: pushing the frontier, uh, something that we want to do on both of those ventures. Certainly, and going into Launchpad, Um, it seemed to me that so many students got a lot out of it because they were really able to experience creating something themselves for the first time. Um, How did you guys going into it know that it was going to be valuable to that number of students? Was there a way to tell or were you just kind of hoping that, you know, okay, let's just see if this takes on?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I think with Launchpad, a lot of it was, was sort of this hope you know it was like we felt there was something palpable um that there was like just beneath the surface and it wasn't super obvious that that a bunch of people from a bunch of different majors all in the university okay. wanted to do something um we live i think in a really interesting time you know like there's the gig economy um and in no other area of time has there been so much free access to information and learning and so I think a lot of people have become a little bit more self-directed now, um, because they have the ability to be autodidacts to learn themselves what they want to learn, right? Um, and so Launchpad was basically like identifying that um, students at Ohio State, you know, they might be I don't know, like let's say um, an arts major or something. Um, that doesn't mean that. That they can't do entrepreneurship. Um, in fact, that might make them a better entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know they bring ideas to the table that not everyone's going to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and for so long, entrepreneurship has sort of been held in guard by like um, you know business students typically, I and mean, that's like the that's the stereotype, right? Like the business students are the entrepreneurs. But um, why don't we make it more accessible? You know, why don't we make the idea of entrepreneurship not necessarily the act? Um, like, let's open that idea to everybody. Um, and, and that was kind of our like hypothesis that, that we were testing um, with Launchpad. And it ended up being um, like really cool to see people from all over the university come together and create um, and learn. Um, and, and it wasn't only like the art students that learned how to be entrepreneurs. It was also the business students that learned how to think differently. And it was the, you know, um, design students that learned how to do things that, that weren't graphic design, but you know, to create business models and things like that. So it was really cool to see this this interplay between all of these different areas of expertise come together um, and create
0: something bigger. Absolutely. Absolutely. I definitely think that it was one of the most impactful things I've seen at the university so far, just because there were so many kids that really didn't have an understanding of how they could apply these skills themselves mm-hmm. um, without being hired. You know, sometimes you hear people say to entrepreneurs in college, um, you know, oh, like, who do you work for? And and they'll answer themselves and they'll be like, no, really, who do you work for? Right. <laughs> um, have you guys had that experience where sometimes people don't quite understand, you know, why it is that you're building your own thing?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that's... Um... That and the combination of like, why are you a math major kind of thing? Like they don't really understand why you wouldn't just go back to the original point, go to college to get a job, a career right out of college. Um, They don't, well, a lot of, um, especially my neighbors that I talk to when I go home, they don't really understand like, why, why are you doing your own thing? Uh, Why are you going into math major? Why why aren't you doing business when you doing some practical? Um, And again, to reiterate, I I do think uh, like what Launchpad showed is that you don't have to be um, a certain major to get do a certain thing, especially in entrepreneurship. That's probably one of the best paths to do. And you have the opportunity to be any major, any background um, and do something with that background um, and create your own pathway. Uh, I think it's just generally hard for people to understand that, you know, you can take your own pathway. You can create your own way. It's a little bit more difficult. It's definitely not for everyone. I, I would say it's, it's, there's a lot of risk involved. There's, there's a lot of uh, investment on your end. And so I understand why it's, it's, it seems odd, right? It seems odd. Why, why are you doing your own thing? Why, why don't you get experience first and then try your own thing? Um, it seems safer to go that route, but um, I would counter that. as like, College is the best opportunity to do that. It's it's You literally have a net, a safety net to fall back on. Um, If your business fails, you still have college. Um, And at the same time, you're learning. This is the best time for you to learn. And learning by listening, going to lectures, can do you a lot. But learning by doing, um, again, is is very valuable. Um, It teaches you to fail and how to fail um, and how to get back up and try, try something new. It teaches you how to go against the odds because in, in the classroom there's it's pretty linear right there's one pathway everyone's doing the same thing doing the same coursework but on your own you have to learn how to adapt and move around you learn different skills um, you could do something on your own so that's why i really value it um, and i think it's actually a better time to do it in college mm-hmm. because you have that thing to fall back on you have something to fall back on um, and you have people to support you it's a I mean, the last benefit to college is probably the most important one is that there's people everywhere that are willing to help, um, students everywhere that are active. And um, it's a place to get connected, to start. It's really, it's just, it is a launch pad in the end um, because you're getting, you're building your connections, building friendships and things that are going to last you for a while, but you're also building skills. Um, You have to build skills by doing Mm -hmm. as much as you can. Especially at a place like Ohio State, though. Um, There's just so much opportunity. This is, like, one of the biggest schools in the States, um, but it's also got one of the biggest alumni networks in the world. I mean, I went to China last year, and I was waiting the customs line to get in, and, like, no joke, like, four random guys in that line in Shanghai were wearing um, Ohio State t-shirts wow <laughs> right i mean like the alumni base is just incredible it's everywhere right. i was talking at this conference back in wisconsin um over the last winter break and one of the guys that was also speaking there turns out he also went to iowa state so we sat down and, and he showed me his like vintage buck id you know like <laughs> it was like one of the first years that got cards and it was i don't know super old um but i mean it's it's just it's fantastic to to be able to have access to all of that and it's you know, like it comes to a point where where you're like paralyzed by choice. Like, what do you do with all of this stuff? You know what I mean? Um, and so, I think the entrepreneurship right um, building those connections, getting that expertise, um, and getting those insights is a really, really good way to take advantage of all that opportunity. Yeah, even if you don't want to do entrepreneurship, I'd say work on a project because what that project does is forces you to start talking to people, mm-hmm. ask questions, uh, forces you to think about, um, it it forces you to one, find barriers and fail and then also get back up and try something new, Uh, but it also gives you the opportunity and it's almost like a pathway to um, building your career without necessarily, it doesn't have to be your career. Uh, I think that's also a misconception that people think if you're an entrepreneur, you have to do this thing on your own, uh, all by yourself and you have to create your own business from scratch. Um, I I don't think it's that Has to be that way or it should be that way entrepreneurship is more about building a team that works well together um, for example helm wouldn't be anything with, without the team uh, there's no one person that would be the one to own helm right there's that is a value too is that you really learn how to work as a team um, and get through a lot of the difficult parts of the entrepreneurship as a team instead of just on your own uh, symbiosis right yeah. So you learn a lot. And there's a lot of even if it's not the path that you want to go, um, it introduces you to the world and lets you learn about yourself and, and how you work in teams.
0: So let's say then you have someone in there um, you know ready to take that step, they're ready to build their skills outside the classroom, start a business or just maybe just project, maybe it's not a business. Mm-hmm. With so much going on in the school. What advice do you guys have to manage the two while staying sane?
1: Okay. So Tommy's (laughs) taking 12 credit hours. I'm taking 18.
0: Um, (laughs) And I've been taking
1: 18 for the the past few semesters. Um, So I I feel like I get pretty busy sometimes. Um, And I think there are a lot of little pieces of information that that I've learned. like last year, doing Launchpad. So there's a week before Launchpad um, where we did like a final applicants push, um, you know, to get users on board, and that meant sending out like hundreds of emails. Okay, um, and on the same week, Helm had had um, signed like this deal with a company in Columbus, and we were going to run like a test. Um, so we had to get that prepared. Um, in the same week, I had like two or three midterm exams, and the same week. <laughs> um, another company it's a content creation company that we have too it's called Wonderwork um, we had a client job and it ended up being like 17 hours on set wow. um, so that week was crazy and that was the week that it was like the first time I ever kind of hit my limit. like okay this is this is insane and this is insane and I definitely would pass out Um you know it was like all Red Bull all the time type of thing and and I learned a lot from that week because it ended up like, I ended up suffering because of it. Um, knowing your near your limits and your boundaries is, I think, a really important thing. Yeah. Um, and being able to respect those, right? So being able to say, hey, listen, um, like, I've only got 24 hours in a day. I need to sleep at least eight of them. Um, I'm going to be as productive as I can those other few hours. But, you know, we all have to understand, going back to the team thing, that, um, that there's a limit you know, and, and that we have to respect that. Um, in addition, I think, um, I think last year got so busy, um, for, for all of us on the Watchpad team and the Helm team that we, um, kind of just ended up marrying our calendars. <laughs> um, and I'd say that's been a fruitful and productive relationship. Um, I definitely just like schedule everything in and give time blocks, um, shoot towards action items, right? So like, I need to do this, I need to do it by this date and I'm going to do it here in my calendar. Um, and then blocking off that time to make sure that nothing um, gets in the way of getting that done. Um, that works most of the time. Sometimes you know, you kind of get off track, but um, I think that's really important. Yeah, I was gonna say that exactly. As, uh, the calendar was a big help for me. Um, we I'd say calendars are important because instead of like a to-do list you know you're actually putting on your calendar and doing it at least you're planning to do it you can always move it it around uh, adjust your schedule but you can it's also another way to visualize okay this is literally how much time I have Uh, if you don't have any time to do that project then maybe it's not the right time to do it Um, and you have to respect, um, people's different situations depending on, I mean, if you, if you are doing full time and you have to do full time to graduate on time, then it might not be the best time to do it. Um, if you have time in the summer, maybe that's when you do it. Um, you kind of have to play it by your situation. Um, but also another way would be getting a team involved, um, getting people else to get involved because you can only get so much motivation from yourself and, really you, it's very limited actually it only lasts so long um, you you it's helpful to get other people involved and just as motivated around a project or an idea um, because they help you when you aren't motivated to do it or you don't have time to do it um, they can take some of the hit for it um, so i definitely recommend getting people other people involved uh, invested in it because then you're no longer invested just for
0: yourself you're invested for the team for the holistic vision of whatever that project might be, right. And like sometimes, like you said, there's gonna be people who are supporting you on that journey who can really help you get to that point. But are times, there's there can be a tremendous amount of pressure to just kind of do the status quo or you know just do what everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe just be a little bit less interested in building that skill set outside the classroom. Um, and obviously, that's a very personal choice. Right. So how do you balance that? How did you guys figure out? You know what was the appropriate amount of time to a lot to you know maybe just relaxing and spending time with friends versus you know putting in a ton of work and really trying to maximize your p- potential mm-hmm. yeah well I mean one thing that makes it
1: easier is that like Tommy and I and Brad and Will like we're best of friends um, so you know doing home stuff more often than not is also hanging out with your friends <laughs> right. um, yeah which works wonderfully um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, I think a lot, a lot of the breakdown there is it can be fairly organic. It's like, um, you know, it's going to be different for everybody. But where where do you put your emphasis? Um, where do you put your sense of worth? What makes you feel like you've had a good productive day? Is it socializing with people? Is it completely just doing work? Or is it like a you know a balance in between there? Right. Yeah, I think it's definitely personal um, in that sense and. Um, it's also you have to somewhat be willing to be okay with uh, other people thinking that you're kind of odd. <laughs> yeah. um, you kind of have to be okay with that and accept that because, and maybe even embrace it if you'd like. Um, because so it's gotta wear a Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, it's it's something that is not normal, and I don't think that's a problem though. I I, I don't know that that for me it's it's. I would rather do something different. I'm kind of like being a nonconformist in general, but I don't think everyone's like that. So you got to definitely find your balance um, and realize that people might not understand why you're doing it. And that's okay. You don't let them stop you. Um, Let the people that support you support you, you know, along the way. Use those opinions to empower your your journey and your, your venture, whatever you
0: Certainly. So, closing remarks—you can say absolutely anything you want. Maybe it's to a college student that wants to start a business like you guys have, or maybe it's to a student that you know wants to develop their skill set um, and then pursue a career. Um, you know, maybe using Helm's tools to get hired. Um, what do you have to say to those people? There's
1: this quote that I like. Um, I think it was like a surgeon who wrote it um, in the New Yorker. Um, It's, um, I'm not going to do it justice, but it's like, to dwell inside a well-functioning machine is to be almost completely unaware of its existence. Um, And that's just to say, there are a lot of things that influence the way you are and where you can go and your potential. Um, And a lot of those things are things that you have to grow to be cognizant of. Um, So... I think one of the biggest takeaways over the past year um, that that Tommy and I talk about like all the time is um, his team. How do Tommy's strengths complement mine? How do you, his weaknesses, you know, like, like what are, what are those associations? And those are really important to know. Um, So I guess my advice would be to like find someone or a group of people that you can talk about those things with, because they will make you better, they will make you stronger um, and they will make you more self-aware, which I think is becoming very, very important. Right. Uh, to further that, um, I'd say take take a chance on something, you know, uh, it, it might be something that's risky, you might not have the confidence to do it, uh, but just try. and. At the same time, build a team along the way because that will be the most important thing for you to um, take a risk with more than just yourself. Uh, but taking that risk will teach you so much. Um, you have the opportunity to learn a lot about yourself, learn about um, the opportunities that you can take personally and strengths, weaknesses, whatever. Uh, but you also you have more control than you think um, about the path that you're going down and seize it control. Yeah. and do it now right college is the best safety net and the best time to take risks that you'll ever get you don't have to support you know a family um you don't have that many financial obligations and you have access to the entire world um yeah, tons of resources
0: yeah so, so take the risk right. absolutely kyle kane tommy hillier thank you so much guys thank you thanks man i appreciate it yeah, sure this is fun Want more of the Waypoint? Check us out on YouTube at Alex Davisar. That's A-L-E-X-D-A-V-E-S-S-A-R. Or check us out on Spotify and iTunes to see our other shows. See you next week.